Hold on, can we get a round of applause? Come on, man, let me hear it. Can you see me? Can you see me? Good morning, can you hear me? Good morning, me? can you hear me? Welcome back to be uh, 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 on the pine. Yeah, uh, 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 on the pine. Beyond Play the pine. Online. It's uh, one of the legally, legally ranked one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Um, it is We've legal. won Nobel Peace Prizes. We've won Pulitzer Prizes. We've won... We've won three years in a in a in a uh, high security prison awards as well. Yeah, what was the name of the actual award? I forget. I think the award was the perfect pervert. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, okay. What? What? Do you remember what it was? Um, methinks it was something along the lines of like. Uh, wish we were them. Yeah. Would do anything to be them. You know, girls want them. Guys want to be them. Something along those lines. Yeah. No, now that, now that I'm thinking about it, dude, that does, that's ringing a bell. I'm starting to think that you're right about that. You're not right right about about a lot. Well, I'm right about that and many other things too. Not too many things else are you right about, but this one you're right about, man. I like your top-down angle. Can I just say that? Those of you that are listening, I like this top-down angle. It makes me feel good when thinking about you, you know? And and, and I wish I could do that. But my camera's up as high as it can go. Well, you um, can put I it actually, on something. Yeah, but that's fucked, man. I have it on a tripod. it's on a tripod. Mine's on a tripod, too. It's just a desk tripod. So it's like this big? <laughs> it's, it, it puts it up that high. Yeah, no, that's cool. What? It, well, what's what's underneath that? That would be the desk. So it's just sitting right on the desk. Well, it's got the desk. You know how it's got the second layer at the back? Yeah, that's what it's sitting on. You should just get a a little bit bigger tripod. I I just have it on like a photo tripod, which is like oh. it's it's skinnier and it's like more narrow, so I can squeeze it in. This crevice that you I have is squeeze it in, in places. Yeah, different crevices. Mm-hmm. And you could basically put that inside like a, even a butthole. It's so small. I'm sure that someone in the world, out of the seven and a half billion people, someone has put one of these exact models of tripods up their ass. Well, hey, dude, if we're well, living in an infinite universe, right? I guarantee that someone has put, you know, this same model of tripod in their ass somewhere. Okay. If I'm not Googling. in our universe, then in the multiverse. It's happened, man. And that's just science. And we're all about science tripod. here at the Pine. Huh? I'm Googling tripod in butthole. Okay. Tri-anal object insertion. With tripod. Pornhub. Uh-oh. Hey, man. You've never been more right than today. Which and that just goes to, to show, man. You guys need to listen to me more, man. I'm fucking tuned in, dude. I got my my, my fingers on the pulse, dude. His fingers are on the pulse. He's tuned in. He knows exactly what's going on with what tripod at what moment, any day. And what ass. So, guys, that brings me to our next topic, guys. Today, we have uh, our special guest, James DeAngelis, on the podcast with us today. I'm a core uh, member, pop. man. What are you talking about? So, what? You Say that again. I am a core member. I am a founder. Core member. Founder. Yeah. 
Sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Are you having a hard time listening? I'm just saying, man. Pop was here last week, and yeah, as a guest, he. Kinda, he well, th- here's the thing. He made a really great argument for why he should be the co-host of the podcast. Hey, he can be a co-host. I'm down to bring Pop on full time. He said he would think about that, but you know, but on he would more so list, want to replace me. <laughs> yeah, on his priority well, that's list. That's actually wanted, very rude, man. Why is that rude? He wants to move up in the world. And he can do that alongside us. I he think that you're lying, to, dude. I know Pob, okay? And Pob would never Pob. usurp me. No, he would... He, he would, would never slurp me up, dude. He would assert his dominance, and he would... I don't think he would. He'd be too afraid of the repercussions physically that you would, uh, you know... You would indulge on him when it comes to beating him up. I think he would indulge. He would indulge in you that? He would just be like, oh... Yes. 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 <laughs> hey guys, Pop here. I cannot scare away all, all these fucking wild animals around me, so I have to talk very quietly. Oh shit, Marissa's coming. The woods. Oh shit, Marissa's coming. Huh? No, I'm not doing anything. My computer's off. What, babe? No, what, babe? What are you, who are you talking to? This what, wolf. Babe? Just this wolf in here. Don't scare it away. Quiet. <laughs> Don't scare it away. I like the way it smells. Don't scare it away. I'm so glad you're back, man. Guys, James was gone last week. He was at the We Were When We Were We Were Young Festival. Oh, yeah, dude. I and was that was where, James? The When We Were Young Festival in Las Vegas. Which is and so close to me, and you didn't say hi. It's not that by. close. I'd say it's equidistant. It's probably equidistant, yeah. It's probably... So let's look it up right now. It's probably two hours away. Is my horny guess. That would be crazy, and that would also blow my mind, but I don't think so. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Guess guess how many hours, man. Hold on. Literally the closest you've ever been to Las Vegas is my house. (laughs) From Phoenix? Yeah. Literally the exact, a little bit longer, actually, of a drive. It's only four hours and 40 minutes, dude. Yeah, and then from... From my location, it's a little bit longer. So it's like, it's four, <laughs> it's four forty-eight from me, from me, and it's four thirty-seven from you. So it's literally, I would, I would call that equidistant. Well, it said four forty-seven on mine. Well, and mine's four forty-eight. So literally, almost exactly the same. So hang on, <laughs> if we roll back the tape here. Mine is shorter. Yeah, in the most literally a minute off. So you're saying hey, that man. you're upset that I didn't drive 99.9% of the same distance to go and see you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I accept your apology and I move on from it. Cool, same. And I move on from it. Same. Isn't that amazing? Already passed it. No, I'd love not being able it. to, and obviously now I'm I'm being serious, but not about this, but just in general, I feel like you and I are definitely the type of person that something could happen and then we could just be like, I'm over that and I've let go of it and I've moved on. Yeah. Don't hang on to things. Well, you and I have never, have never actually like reached so, uh, uh, like any sort of situation 
where we were genuinely like at odds with one another. No, to the point where just it, like, maybe ornery or, or relationship you know? or like we were yeah. like had to like there was like a real we you and I've never had a real fight. You know what I mean? No, no. It's because never. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And we're it, usually at least most like mostly, you know, on the same page. synced up. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly right. I would agree. I would agree. I don't think one of us has been like even pissed off. Maybe a uh, little, but not too bad. Oh, oh, getting a boner. What do I do with that? Just leave it. <laughs> Can you see it? Dude. Oh, getting a boner. What do I do with that? Just leave it. Leave it. I can't, dude. I can't. I can't. Look at it. It's so cute. Oh, You look awesome, man. Smile. <laughs> Show me your teeth. He's great. He's great. He's crazy, man. That's not Just a so dick. Upset. Wait a minute. Oh, so that's tell- not boner. That's stony. <laughs> that's posty. Yo, what up, posty? Ooh. Posty's up. <laughs> so James, tell us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the we were when we were young festival. Oh, guys. Okay. How so was it, man? It was crazy. It was crazy. So it's really funny, um, you know, because we went to the second weekend of it, and originally they be funny now, huh? Well, it better make me laugh now. Well, I'd say funny, more like ironic, like huh, kind of funny, like oh, a okay. huh, yeah, huh. Um, so we went to the second weekend. Originally, there was just the first weekend, and then all the tickets sold out instantly. Everyone who, instantly. who didn't get a ticket was put on the wait list, and then Couldn't they opened up ticket. the second weekend, and then that's how we got our tickets way back when. Um, but it's so funny because like the the whole time, like they were just not like releasing that much information about it. And like bands were coming out and saying like, huh, we, we didn't even know, like we're on the lineup, but we didn't hear anything about that. We didn't know that like we were part of it. Um, and so I was like getting oh. Firefest vibes from it. I was like, th- there's something scammy about this. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I'm not a hundred percent like convinced that this is actually going to even happen. But either way, if it doesn't happen, we're going to be in Vegas that weekend because we got our fucking hotel and shit. So, and it's Halloween week and we'll have a great time. Um, so it gets closer and closer and it's like the shit starts getting more legit and like radio stations are talking about it and all that stuff. And we're like, okay, cool. It's going to happen. So the weekend before, which was the first weekend, I guess they had to cancel it because there were like super high winds. In oh, Vegas. the winds. The high yeah, winds I saw videos yeah. of that shit. And so they like had to cancel it. And I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> wait (laughs) you're right that is funny that is funny Um, no i saw that shit dude there was like they're setting up equipment and lights and backdrops and stuff and the shit was like falling over like fucking wild dude but you know what i bet you that it rid my theory i don't bet i don't bet on nothing that i I don't bet when i know i'm gonna win i want to take your money speaking of my theory is that when they did do that whole announcement thing that that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. A real ass legitimate company uh, putting on a festival doesn't announce artists they haven't asked to be a part of it. That yeah. just doesn't happen. It's not real. That's fucked. That's sketch. And I bet you that maybe they originally were a little more sketch with how they're going to do it. They're like, oh, maybe we'll reach out to these people after we see how much interest this festival has. And then that shit fucking popped off. And then 
A, they fucking then decided to ask the artists, et cetera. Well, I feel or like B, they were like, what you should actually do is is get, you know, at least like half of those big artists in that genre that fit that like early 2000s fucking pop punk alternative scene, book like half of them and then see, you know, be like, oh, we have all these fucking bands and then it's going to blow up because that's exciting enough. And then they start reaching out to more bands and adding more to the lineup and exciting it even more. The only thing is a new festival, a new company saying, hey, we're going to put on this festival. They reach out to a big artist. The artist is going to be like, I'm not going to go play. Like fucking Arctic Monkeys is going to be like, your random new festival. How do I know anyone's going to come to it? How do I know this is going to be a fucking worthwhile Right, but it's like they had, they had a lot of, we're going to make. they had a lot of big backing and like Ticketmaster like was like put it on. Like, so it's like, well, any, can't anybody work with Ticketmaster? Um, no, not, not like they were just selling the tickets. Like they were like behind like the organization and planning and like Mm. of the whole thing. Like it was put on by Ticketmaster. Like it wasn't just like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. buying, like, but there still has to be, uh, um, you know, a crowd size, like a proof of crowd size. Right. Uh, And that's with ticket sales, shit like that. Um, yeah. And there was always the element of like, oh, it's the first year that they're doing it. Like there's going to be a level of shit show. Because it's the first year yeah. they're putting it on, you know what I mean? And it's just funny because like Vegas is not the like vibe of that kind of music at all, which is really funny. And like yeah. I saw videos of like people from the first weekend, like since it was canceled, like you just see all these fucking like emo kids and shit walking around Vegas and stuff. And it's like such an out of place kind of scene. Um, Do you want to go gamble? No. All right. Uh, will you hang with me while I gamble? Sure. Cool. I don't really feel like gambling anymore. Yeah, do you want to just go home? Yeah, well, it's like nine hours away. Ugh, you always do this. What? What? Oh, I never meant to break. Oh, I never meant to break. But oh, I got what I wanted now. How does it feel so good? Never mind, intention to break. Oh, even singing like him made my fucking cock in. It's unreal. Buckle. Did I tell you I saw him live? Was it amazing? He's unsec fucking He's aw- awesome. <laughs> He's literally unsuckable even by sixth in row. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him with uh, uh, Avril Lavigne. How was he? It was a good show. He put on a good show. It was so funny though because there so was this- funny. He has uh, on that tour this like miniature helicopter that's still like six foot by maybe ten. He has this miniature version of himself, and he just picks him up and throws him into the crowd. He and then like this thing where like you just do whatever you want to the miniature version. He has this helicopter that's on these rails that's up in the ceiling, and you can see it even though it's dark and it's not lit up, and it's waiting there until this moment in the show where it moves so slowly all across the whole stadium. Like from above on this track, and he's hanging by a, uh, he's on like a ladder. And he's not moving because he doesn't want to fall, and he's connected to it. And he's just moving so slow all over that place. And he had this terrible fucking uh, video that played before that, where it was on the, the big screen, and he had he was in a box, like a cardboard box, and he's like full of peanuts and like that. He's like, yeah, the music industry put me in a box. It literally that was the whole bit. He's like. But I'm I'm not I'm breaking out of it, and boom, he pops out of the box, 
cuts Dude, little montage. Dude, you had the, then, the easiest transition of, of switching genres of any artist that's ever existed. Ever, ever. Then he was in this green screened helicopter. And he was like, he had a mustache on. And he's literally like, so all this, these fucking bits. And then the helicopter starts moving and he's on it. And it's so slow. Anyway, I've got it now. <laughs> Why does it feel so good? Why does it feel so good? Because I'm, I'm on a helicopter, helicopter right now. now. I'm on a helicopter now. That's so funny, dude. Why am I coming now? He's just such but, a... Uh, like, he just has, like, try-hard energy. Like... Try-hard energy, but also trying so hard to come off like he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like way too hard, so like much. always like breaking shit and like injuring himself like on purpose. And I'm like, dude, you're 32 years old now. Those energy yeah. injuries, those energies, <laughs> those, those injuries, injuries are, are gonna like dead st- now. stick with you and become like chronic injuries. Like you're gonna like smash, like break your arm to be fun. That's not gonna set properly. That's gonna, it's not gonna now. Set properly. That's gonna fucking hurt when it when it starts to rain outside and stuff. Man, you're getting up there, dude. And you know what's so funny? Speaking of fucking freaks, I was watching a TikTok live of Aaron Carter. The other oh day. my god, he's <laughs> he's gone, dude. Dude, that fucking boy is fucked. Oh, he's fucked, dude. He was in his house and he's so short, right? And so small. And he was in his house and he was on live, and his lips were beyond chapped. <laughs> <laughs> they were the bleeding, driest, crusty, fucking cracked. Like he looked like he was on his deathbed with those oh fucking lips, man. God. It was literally like Bro. fucking peeling and just like. <laughs> and he just wasn't doing was anything like, about it. Nothing, man. A little bit nothing of chapstick, and people, man. Here, here, people were saying, here, dude. I always got one stuff. next he's to like, me. He's like, he's like, no, not on drugs. He's like, okay, my yeah, it's dry here. Okay. It's dry in here in my house, man. It's dry here. <laughs> it's dry here, and I have allergies or <laughs> something like that. Like he's de- he was definitely like on drugs. Oh yeah. Like, he's dude, a he he's an so, enigma, man. I mean, he's I mean, he's, nah. It, it's he's just, like bipolar and shit. Yeah, for it, sure. it's a like combination of like uh, untreated mental illness and yeah. severe drug addiction. To the point and where severe there's, chapped it's, lips. it's no, it's the point of no. He's past the point of no return, man. He's just totally living in a delusional world, and unfortunately, he yeah, probably doesn't have a, a good support lips. system around him ass. that can, like, you know, put him in a position to get help and, and get treatment and come back yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And like now, he just has the ability with social media and shit to like put that onto the world and be like, yeah. "This is me." And fucking, of course, like big podcasts and stuff are going to have him on there because it's like, oh, it's crazy Aaron Carter. Yeah, let's put, put him on. And he like thinks it's because lips. he's like still hot and still shit like that. And it's like, no, dude, they're putting you on these shows because you are an enigma. Like you're man. like a freak, dude. And it's yeah. it's sad, but it's also hilarious because he's like a piece of shit. It's both too. sad and hilarious. Yeah. You know, it's, here's the one that leans to his piece of shit, dude. He... People were asking about his dogs and, and, and all this shit. And he's talking about he has dogs. And he's like, apparently the people like think that he has too many dogs and he's not taking care of them and stuff like that. There's this whole backstory. He apparently he had like 27 dogs or something. Too many dogs. And he, like, bred them and shit. And he's like, someone's like, where's, where's Jenny? 
and he's like, Jenny's in a place called none of your fucking business. Which definitely means the dog's dead. Okay. <laughs> just it's just a cute dog. I wanted to see. I wanted you to like He got so offended. And like immediately, like after, especially he was talking about how like the dogs are fine. Everyone says like, I don't take care of my dogs. But I love my dogs. I found this dog in my backyard and I took care of it. I sheltered it. Blah, blah. And people are like, where's, where is she? He, none of your fucking she's business. In, she's in a place called none of your fucking business. Okay. So <coughs> the dog's dead because you didn't take care of it. That's where the dog is. Oh, I guess it's on me. Oh, 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 it's my fault the dog's dead. Oh, because I didn't feed the dog three times a week at least. It fucking died. Whatever. <laughs> three times a week. <coughs> and that's sad, obviously. But it's it. what's funny was him arrogantly saying, like, it's none of your fucking business because I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> because it fucking looked at me wrong. And let that be a lesson. And my lips hurt, yeah. And my lips hurt, yeah. And my yeah. lips do hurt right now, yeah. But I'm not going to do Dude, anything about it because I can't get up. Aaron, I'm going to Google Aaron Carter's chapped lips. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Bro, I saw this uh, like clip of him on a podcast, and he was talking about like how he was beefing with Justin Bieber because He's not, Justin at Bieber's some point like in the past like couple name. years, he was like, him and Justin were like really close and like they were going to make music together. And then he kind of just like started ghosting him. And so he was like, yeah. So like, yeah, like I'm, I'm beefing with Justin. Cause like, you don't do that to someone, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, dude, you probably like reached you. out to Justin Bieber and he probably like was like, what's up? And then didn't say anything because he realized who you are. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> like, dude, you just need to look at this image. Is there, am I able to send you something? Um, even if you have a crop, it'll it'll work through the crop. Send it to me, and then I'll I'll put it in in post because I can't change all this. Okay. Copy image URL. Just uh, can you send it to me on like Twitter or something so I can yeah. pull it up on my phone and look at it? Just the top of the image, man. It's it's I couldn't find an image of his chapped ass lips, but 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 this one's funny nonetheless. It's just he's. He's like, it's um, just funny, man. He, it's like he's constantly in in the state of imploding. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. You know what? I, I deleted brother. Twitter. You deleted Twitter? Yep. Send it to me on Instagram. You actually deleted it? Well, yeah, I just deleted the app. Oh, I see. Fuck, man. Fuck. This episode of Beyond the Pine is brought to you by BetterHelp. I think we can all agree that life can be equally amazing and also difficult. Life doesn't come with a user manual and you don't always have advice or guidelines to navigate the problems that occur. And whether those problems or challenges are a career change, uh, a big move, a pregnancy, you know, any big life change that's happening, um, you're faced with a, a level of uncertainty and sometimes that uncertainty can become crippling because you don't know what to do. You don't necessarily have the faith or confidence that like, yes, this is gonna work out. And even when you are confident that it's gonna work out, it still is really hard to know for sure. Therapists are trained to help you find out the root cause of those emotions and feelings that you're having. And also they're trained to give you tools to help you cope with it. 
BetterHelp is connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. So I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I think that therapy can help everyone. And I just recently signed up for BetterHelp, um, transitioning from my former therapy and my former therapist. Um, and BetterHelp has been so easy in, you know, finding out what's right for me. I put in, uh, you know, a list of the things that I want to talk about or things that I experience, what I'm looking for in a therapist, and they take all that into account. And then, you know, from their range of therapists, they find ones that are right for you. And then you can pick exactly which one you want to go with, who you want to have as your therapist. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's very affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com pine. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pine for 10% off your first month. Guys, if you've been thinking about therapy or if you have done therapy in the past and you're looking to get back into it, definitely try BetterHelp. It's such an easy and intuitive way to find a therapist that's right for you. And you could do it all online. Um, you know, they, they really make it easy and approachable to get into doing therapy. And that's why I definitely recommend BetterHelp. So thank you so much, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. And let's get back to the show. So did anything else crazy happen at We Were Young when we were young? Yeah, so I'll continue that story. Um, when we were young, so our, you know, we get there um, and we got there Friday night and the show was on Saturday. So, you know, it's like all the different stages. I think there was like one, two, three, four, five. There's like five or six different stages. So we kind of were like figuring out who we want to see and what times and stuff like that. So we ended up not having to like really get into the, um, showgrounds until like three or four um and so we dressed up we were kitted out in our fucking emo shit oh yeah um, you're kitted up yup and so we get out there and it was sick dude it Dr literally like gave me such warp tour vibes like 2010 really? warp tour vibes and that's sick like that's exactly uh -huh. what i wanted out of that um and i mean dude it was so much fucking fun like we saw Did you do um, drugs what? Did you do drugs? God, no. <coughs> so we saw, okay, here's a really funny thing. The first band that, that we saw, Lauren wanted to see them. I was never really into them. The Used. Oh, I've heard of The Used, of course. Yeah. Um, I was never into them, but Lauren really liked them. So we go and see like part of their set. And bro, the lead singer was so, I think, fucked up, like drunk, but also so cringe. This guy's got to be 40, in his 40s for sure at this point, right? At least. And you have to expect that there are young, younger people in the crowd, right? So he's like, maybe, I want to fuck all of you. He literally said, I want to fuck all of you. And then I was like, oh, he's so horny on stage. Oh, my wow. God. Bro, there's That's definitely so horny, like 15-year-old girls in this crowd right now. Yeah. Okay. What is that? I mean it. I'll fuck all of you. Literally come up here now. You. I'm 15. I don't care. Okay. 
Okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like shocked. Really? Hang on. Cut the music. Really? And I was like, oh, that's... You do that? That's 100% partly the vibe of this type of music <laughs> it's just Damn, like, it's just like cringe but it was so sick For man sure. we saw um oh and who the fuck do we see who do we see after that it was the use oh and then afi was the stage right next to them right after afi was sick hey miss murder can i take my life Whoa. Take my last pieces in me. I am your last resort. <laughs> Miss Murder, AFI. It's on Guitar Hero Three. Oh, oh, oh. Also, oh, girls oh, not gray. Um, I lay me down tonight. Oh, so sick. Um, I lay me down, down tonight. tonight. Much further down. I'll go Let's down go on you tonight. tonight. Oh, California. careful. We might, we might get copyrighted and we sound just like them. Yeah, we do. Um, They were sick. Then we saw fucking Bayside, which is like one of my all-time favorite bands. I don't know any of these bands. Oh, dude. Bayside is incredible. We saw Bayside uh, when we were in college together up in San Francisco. They're so good, mm -hmm. dude. And like, they're one of those bands that is like, has constantly been still putting out new music and still touring and shit. So like when they perform, they're incredible. Like they're dialed, you know, it's not like these other bands mm. where they haven't performed in fucking 10, 15 years. Cause they just like yeah, dissipated they're coming out there going, I'll fuck every one of you. All right, guys, let's play one of the new ones. Just kidding. Let's play one of the old ones. Um, Bayside, ah. just incredible. Like amazing performers. And dude, their drummer wow. had a Michael Myers mask on the whole time. And it was so sick. Cause I was like, dude, that's sick. That means that this guy is just such a good drummer that he's just doesn't have to like be, you know, mm -hmm. visibly looking at everything. Like he had a Michael Myers. Most mask drummers on. who get like good enough to even be in a band, like no, have, like, have to yeah, be yeah, that yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, still, it's so it's impressive, you know. It is so With, like sick. having it a mask on impressive. the whole time. Like, um, I respect the fuck out of drummers because, like, oh yeah, to be good enough to actually play any song and just be in a band and play whatever the fuck it is requires so much drummer talent, and like it's it is crazy. Drummers are nuts. Yeah. Um, then we saw some of Taking Back Sunday, and they Heard were not great. Oh, no. Just the lead singer was so drunk and, like, fucking up constantly. And, like... How so? Just, like, doing the wrong verse and, like, not... Uh, no, I was, I was... Uh, I could literally no, hear wait, when uh, they would turn up the backing track because he was fucking up. Uh, Bro. Yeah, it was it was not good. Um, and then we saw Bright why, Eyes. Why would people fucking biff an opportunity like that? Like, yeah, you're taking back Sunday, but like you're not popping hot right now. No. Use this opportunity, this massive media well, coverage. Well, they probably are alcoholics as or drug something addicts. to showcase. That's exactly <laughs> or right, like James. just you know, partying too hard because they're excited and like sure that happens. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like whales talk. You know understand if you killed it right now well, that's gonna bring back up so much hype and like everything yeah. um well like literally like your your shows like that's showing up to work you can yeah. and, and luckily you're allowed to have a beer if you want to or have as many beers as you want but like it's gonna perfect your performance at work yeah like get that get that shit make and it a especially like show. the bands that aren't 
still constantly playing shows and touring and making music. Like you probably haven't played a show you need this, in bro. years. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. step the fuck up and and earn this shit. Like, you know, it's not like muscle memory like it is when you're like constantly touring and shit where like no, you might you be, be able to like man. get a little fucked up and still kill it because it's like, you know, muscle memory at this point. But like they were not an example of that. That's um, so funny, dude. Oh god, and then we got this disgusting fucking drink. It was called like uh make make damn orange or something. And it was literally mm. vodka and this um orange cream like energy drink. And oh dude, I saw the fucking guy mix it. Cup this big, right? Mm-hmm. This much vodka, and then just a splash of the energy drink on top. And I saw it and I was like, this is gonna suck. And it did. Did you drink it all? Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Oh, daddy got fucked up, huh? <laughs> Did you guys find a little corner of the festival and make sweet dreams tonight? Yeah, we took we found a corner and took a nap. Nice. So um, nice. after that, we were gonna see All American Rejects, and I wish we did, but then we wanted to get food instead. But we got food right next to them, so we, like we heard them playing and shit, and they were good. Nice. Um, then we saw Bright Eyes, who I don't know, but Lauren was a fan of, and. The lead singer was just so fucked up and like God damn, messing boy. shit up. Yeah, like no, but she said like he he like he's known for that. Like the lead singer of that band, like mm. he's got problems. He's got issues. Figured out, man. Yeah, Figure and like out, I mean, dude. I'm like, dude. Even like ten years later, like you haven't gotten this shit under control. Like yikes. No, I'm having a great time. Um, then I'm having a great time. Oh fuck, I'm farting. Nice, dude. Get that fart out. Oh, Make that shit happen, good, dude. That is not good. Oh. Dude, I had something happen that wasn't. That's really bad. I want everyone to dude, know. Dude, that's right what now. happened to me earlier. I want everyone to know right now. It's because I was sick. Right now, dude. if you're at home, it's see if I you can smell it from your sick. car, from your car, wherever you are. See if you can smell this with me. Take a whiff. Oh, I can smell it. Yeah, first fart to be uploaded to the internet. Don't cry, man. Seriously, oh, I think cry, it's man. gone. Well, James, I wanted to. Nope. Uh, Not done. What, what's up? Bro, then we saw a day to remember. I've heard of them, their name. You don't know a day to remember? I, I would know the songs probably. This town but like, will be I, the I, downfall I, of us all. That's so funny, that was, dude. That was hearing, that was, you just wrote that. This town will be the downfall of us all. Dude, whispering that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Town this town will be the will downfall, be the downfall, downfall of, us. of oh, us. Oh, no. That's so funny, bro. That's so funny. <laughs> um, They're incredible. Data Remember, also a band that's currently putting out music, still around, still fucking huge. Um, look them up. So fucking good. They killed it, dude. Um, I definitely have heard of them. Then we saw my personal favorite, last band we saw, Dance Gavin Dance. Where like if you know Dance Gavin Dance, you know they're like oh, top I know Dance, tier. Dance. They're fucking yeah, incredible. Yeah. But it's funny because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're they've, dialed. They've gone through like three different singers over the years. First singer is Johnny yeah. Craig, a literal yeah. rapist, He's piece, a piece of, of shit, shit, dude. Terrible what, human being. You may not know her, but I'm sort of friends with his ex girlfriend. Who that's where all this shit came out. Taylor, she was an SP7 fan. She was like an animal enthusiast. Crazy. She dated Johnny Craig and like literally came out with all the stories. Like he got her fucking hooked on drugs and shit. Like 
crazy Fuck. shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a horrible human being. Oh, piece of Godly shit. voice. Incredible he not, voice. Is he, he's got to be canceled by now, Oh, he's right? canceled as fuck. Yeah. No, he's not. Nice. Yeah, he's not okay. Um, <laughs> nice. And then their second singer with, was Kurt Travis, who is incredible. Was Kurt Cobain. <laughs> uh, and then their third and like one that's been with them for like a long time now, uh, fucking Tillian. Sting right forward. Till, st- stick, Stickman Wor- Worthington. Um, stick bug the greg <laughs> the greg um and he was like their singer for like a long time now um and then he just recently had like accusations come out about him like misconduct and shit and i'm like fuck man so then like and that happened like a month ago and so i'm like well who the fuck is going to be their singer like dance yeah. gavin dance like they're they're like in the scene they're massive like four million monthly listeners like absolutely huge um, Kevin. and I'm like, who the fuck is going to be their singer? And I'm like, if it's one million be, monthly listener, 1 million, 1.1, 1. 1. 1.1, 1.1 yeah. I mean, fuck, that's sick. Um, that's great. I was like, okay, if they bring back an old singer, it has to be Kurt Travis. Cause he's the only one that like, isn't a piece of shit. Um, dance, dance, Kevin, dance, 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 Kevin, dance, dance, <laughs> um, dance, dance, Kevin, dance in my heart. Dance, dance gavin dance and dance gavin in my heart speaking of but then they brought back anyways they brought back or uh this other singer from this band called uh amorosa which are great um and he was great he killed it um but they didn't play some of the songs that i wanted them to play that are like some of their biggest songs which pissed me off but they were incredible so we ended the night there we go back to the hotel i'm like really fucked up at this point um the fucking elevators in the hotel we were staying at were like wonky like some of them were like not responding to the buttons and like not going to certain floors so we get in one of them and it puts us out on like the 18th floor or something and we're on the 24th and so we're like fuck let's just take the uh, the let's take the stairs so we go into the stairs go up to our floor the door is locked it's not opening we're stuck in the stairwell and i'm immediately just like Oh, come on. <laughs> and then like on the next floor up, there was like one of the phones that you can call like the people to be like, hey. You're lucky, bro. Yeah, I know. And so then we were like waiting there in the stairwell and then she came and opened it. And then I was like telling her and I was like kind of drunk and I was like, I need you to know this. You're going to fuck There's me issues huh? with the elevators. One of them far left one in the elevators isn't, go- isn't going. And then the one that we were on, which is the second elevator on the right side, is dead to say. go up to our floor. And there's, some, there's something there that you need to figure out. She's like, okay, thanks. You're welcome. Bye now. You, you say bye. <laughs> I said it first. Bye now. You hang up. I'm ima- imagine. I'm ima- I'm imagining you naked. <laughs> Dude, I'm just like, <laughs> sir, sir. What are you doing? I'm imagining you're naked. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, dude, the news of Billie Eilish and Jesse Rutherford from the neighborhood has. Apparently made great waves because... His name's Jesse uh, Rutherford? Yeah. Hmm. People have said... Uh, well, James has said to me that there is a, a concern going on that Jesse Rutherford, lead singer of The Neighborhood, um, was grooming 
Billy because they had met when she was 15 mm-hmm. and are now dating when she is 20, 2021, something like that. 2020. Um, but there's no, uh, as far as I know, we need to do way more research. I, I haven't done any research, but as far as I know, he was dating. Um, it, it, from what James told me, it seemed like a huge stretch. Like she's Billy fucking Eilish. Of course, she's going to get a, the opportunity to meet the neighborhood if she likes the neighborhood when she's 15. And that was like and, her favorite band, yeah. Right, and that was her favorite band. And Jesse, uh, I followed him very closely because I love their music. Um, so I'm obviously biased. But he was in a, like a very serious relationship with this other woman um, who I saw in her vlogs. And she's in the music videos and stuff like that. You might have heard of so, her, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Scompolosi. <laughs> so... I mean, I have to do more research to see if Me there's well. anything like backing these claims. Uh, but if it ends at like, well, they met when they were 15. It's like lots of people met lots of people, man. And like he was in a, I don't know. It, it seemed to me like a stretch from what you told yeah, me. Yeah, I think if that's all we know is that uh, he yeah. met her when she was 15 and that's all we know, then you can't assume that there that's was an insane grooming. Assumption. How old is he, by the way? Insane. Because I think that they're He's still 31. like, how old? 31. 31, so 11-year difference. So, yeah, he was 26 when she was 15. That's when they met. But he was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, oh, he was only 26 yeah. and she was 15, so it's okay. No, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. But I'm saying, yeah. like, you can't just assume that there was grooming. Right. Just because... But and, also, and it, I it, don't it, know enough. If they had carried on totally contact and a friendship and, and communication and stuff... Yeah. Then yeah, then, there's yes. a chance, and that's and that's strange. Um, but, but if it was just like they we met, that and then there was nothing, right. you know, and then like they met again, like in the past year, and she's already twenty and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, thirty-one and twenty. That's that's a little. That's a that's a bit. It's of a, a lot of a gap. But um, it's a gap. But what I was going to say was just that, yeah. like, I don't it's, know. It's right. We don't know, but. If, if like you said, how you presented to me from what you heard, I want to do some more research, was just that they had met when she was 15. Like, it's so normal and okay that they met and when of age started dating. You know what I mean? Especially if there, like, if there wasn't grooming, of course. But, like, that seems to be the information on the table for me to see at the moment. It's like, oh, she met him because she was a fan of the music and, you know, what, six years later... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Oh, my God. There it is. Now, that's Aaron Carter, but I wasn't able to find his chapped-ass dick. Um, but that was what was really funny. I wonder if he made a made a TikTok with his lips like that. I'm going to check. Aaron Carter. Dude. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> 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 lips on not, lips not chopped here. Really trying to find some chapped lips. It was from a like a TikTok live or it was a TikTok live, yeah. That is absolutely unreal, man. I'm telling you. Okay, they're pretty fucking chapped here. Send me that. They're pretty fucking chapped here. Wow, yeah. It's one with his baby, unfortunately, that his baby's in this one. But if you look closely, you can see how oh, that was the beginning. Send me that. You know, that was t- that was two weeks ago, and he did not manage it whatsoever. Sent it to you. Yeah, you can definitely see the beginning. But dude, in his chat, I went, put it in the hoop like slam. <laughs> and then uh, 
at one point. He, dude, it was so funny. I was watching for like five minutes. Within the first minute of me being there, he leaves for like, I was probably there for 10 minutes. He leaves for five straight minutes because he has a phone call. And he's like pacing around on the phone with his friend. And he comes back. I'm like, good call. And he's like, yeah, good call. It was a good call. <laughs> and I was like kind of just joking about how you just left your live on and walked away for five minutes, dude. So yeah, if you guys, if you, if you can see this, James is actually pulling up a TikTok here. Now it's really hard to see. And you probably can't. No, I can't see it from here, so they won't be able to. But James, on your phone, if you look very close at his lips right there, you'll be able to see that was the beginning. That was the very beginning of what I was talking about. And it was that, but like as if 30 more days of of uh, of terrible abuse to his lips happened. Can so you see, oh, there's you a see? ghost covering it here. <laughs> yeah, the ghost. Oh, uh, there, the it pumpkin, is. there it is. Can you see it? Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, that's How do you not, like, to... recognize that and feel yeah. that and do something about that? Well, he's just like, it's dry. What? It's dry. It's dry yeah, here. For sure, man. There's also chapstick. Yeah, but it's dry here. Put a little chapstick on. No. Okay. What's it to you? I'm just saying, man. What are you saying? Nothing. I got to go pee real quick. Okay. Well, I'm not putting on chapstick ever again now. <laughs> well, I'm not putting on chapstick ever again. <laughs> kind of under <laughs> no, actually, though, I have to go pee. I'll be right back. All right. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Do you love online shopping? I love online shopping. It means I don't have to go into a store and deal with people. But one annoying thing is that, you know, when I'm getting to checkout, when I'm online shopping, I never have a promo code ready. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, right? When you check out, the Honey button will appear, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, uh, you'll watch the prices drop. Just recently, I was looking for some lens filters for my camera, um, and I wanted to get some Black Pro Mist filters, and they're usually around, uh, depending on the size, usually around like 100, 120 bucks, um, and I used Honey, and I ended up saving about $30 on them. They only came out to like 80, 90-ish dollars, which is huge. And it was so easy to use, you know, whenever, depending on the website you go to, obviously, but um, if Honey works with this website, they'll have a drop down that lets you know, hey, check for coupon codes for this site because we support that. And then boom, you just press apply coupons and the rest is history. Honey doesn't just work on a desktop either. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting Beyond the Pine. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So right now, you can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash beyond. That's joinhoney.com slash beyond. Thank you so much, Honey, for sponsoring Beyond the Pine, and let's get back to the show. Well, hey, since we have the, the other TikToks, or since we have this TikTok up, I think it's the perfect time uh, for our next segment. TikToks. That James sends Clay and a couple that Clay sends James. 
Welcome okay. to TikToks, the James sends Kib, and the first one Kib sent to James. So gonna Guys, just, uh, we're going to just get started here. Um, as you can see, I think you can see on the screen right now. I can't tell because I'm not looking at OBS. Um, this one just makes you feel like a king. Oh, God. What? And dude? we're going to go ahead and play Oh, it. your camera's your camera's out. My camera way. died. Yeah. All right, standing by. Okay, sorry for those technical difficulties. We're back, though, man. We're back. Don't so we're going to start here with it. just a banger of a video. Is everyone ready? I sent this one to James. Uh, this, is, this one makes me feel like a king. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now I will, I, you know what? That is extraterrestrial, man. That is an extraterrestrial. Thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Bro, first <laughs> alien ever caught on camera. <laughs> no, and look, we're not being mean here, but but that unfortunately, you know, I mean, that's what happens to our youth, man. She's 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go ahead and uh <laughs> let's cut to the next one. Cut to the next clip, guys. So here we go. We got our next one here. I don't know if you've seen this one. This is from James. This one's from me. Was that what the effects were of the nuclear radiation? Or is that yes, that's going... actually uh, a clip. It's from a time traveler brought back that video um, after the nuclear war. And that's them. Okay. And they're living life. I liked it. It didn't It didn't make me laugh that much because I didn't fully understand it. I enjoyed this one. Mm. I'm ready. You saw this one? I saw it. Okay. An evil saucer has turned me into an ant and now the bigger ants are making me go back and forth and get stuff and do stuff for the queen ant and the queen ant is hurting my feelings because she never says thank you or shows any appreciation for the stuff that I do. An evil sorcerer has turned me into an ant and now the bigger ants are making me go back and forth and get stuff and do stuff for the queen ant and the queen ant is hurting my feelings because she never says thank you or shows any appreciation for the stuff that I do. And that's just heartbreaking, man, you know? Man, that is heartbreaking. You, you, the queen ant's a bitch. The queen ant is being a bit of a bitch, and you know, like you know, it's it's just you need a, a simple, she a little is. bit of just like you know recognition for what you're doing. Hey, so. like even just a little. Yeah, just a little would do. That would do. Yeah, and, and he'd would be feel like, "Thank you, so appreciate, thank you, queen, thank you, my queen, thank you, queen." I'm gonna get back like, to it now. Hit the next one. All right, we're hitting the next one. I'm gonna rate all of these at a, at a ten. All right, what, what do you give the all of them so far? Okay, I give mine a 8.5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. I give your first one, honestly, a 3 out of 10. I give the queen one a 5.5 5 out of 10. You've sent me 10 out of 10s, don't you worry. Okay, and I'm a little upset. Let's this watch one. this one. Sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. I know. I'm being honest. 
<laughs> dude, that guy's so funny. That's so. That's a seven point five out of ten. For Hell me. yeah, dude. Yeah, he's so we're funny. Up. We're going up. His name is Bean Wizard. <laughs> Bean Wizard. That's amazing. And let's watch this one now. Oh, this one you're gonna love. I don't think I've seen this one. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. <laughs> So fucking good, bro. Greatest scene ever. That's like the funniest. That I'm tired of this, so Grandpa. That's too damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The guy laughing. That's 10 out of 10. That's 10, 10 out of 10, 10, baby. I'm tired yeah. of this, Grandpa. Or that's too damn bad. I want to watch Holes, dude. So good. I need to watch Holes. It's such a good movie, it's man. It's so good. Let's watch it when I come into town. I'm so down. Because it's like, there's like this whimsical aspect to it. And like... You know, but it's like still a very like grounded. St- it's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Incredible it's book. So good, man. And zero. Oh, fucking deaf, dumb, and blind zero, dude. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. No, he's not. He's an idiot. He's dude. so smart. He's a fool. He can't even fucking read, man. Oh, neither can you. He's, Ill- he's illiterate. Neither can you. And I don't judge. (laughs) (gasps) All right, here's the last one I got pulled up. Okay. Hey, dude, sorry to bother you, but what are you listening to? Oh, um, uh, December 31st, 2038 car accident. Thank you. Hey, dude, sorry. What the fuck? What the fuck? Dude, that's an alien. That's fake, though. I liked it. No, I don't think that's fake. Oh, that's fake, dude. I don't think that's fake. You don't think that's fake? No. I think that's fake. I don't think that's fake. The guy who approached him wasn't a great actor. I don't know, man. I think that's real. (laughs) Click it again. Click it again. No, I've already changed it. I'm not going to click on it again. All right. So that's the end of the TikTok segment. But now we have a few callers. And we have better, we got better TikToks. Yeah. So if you guys want to see even funnier TikToks, let us fucking know, man. Show that love, dog. So we've got our first caller here. Are we ready? I'm fucking so ready. Caller, you're on. Hi, Kevin James. I'm on the set. My first time working on a film. It's a short film. Um, I just want to let you know that I'm here because you guys were my inspiration for going into video, film, all that. I just hope you're proud of me because I'm proud of you and so are a lot of your fans. Both of you guys are doing great and um, you're inspiring many other people like me to do great too. Wish me luck on my adventures and uh, talk about Fortnite. Fortnite! Hey Damn. man, first of all, congratulations, good luck on, on your first shoot. Um, you know, you got the 3D glasses on, so you're set, dude. Hopefully that's a 3D movie. Um, dude, you're killing it, man. That's the first step, you know? When you want to create things and you want to get on set, get on set. Whether it's a short film, a student film, anything you can get fucking in and around and be working on, like that's so huge because that's just only going to lead to more opportunities. Um, 
you know, keep us updated, man. I'm, I'm excited to see like where you move on to. And also what, what are you doing on that set? What are you, what department are you working on? Yeah. Congrats, Crafty. Thank you for, for your support, man. And we support you, man. And, and the kind words, we really appreciate it. Proud of you. We are proud of you. Proud of you, player. Proud of you, man. Getting on fucking set, dude, is the first fucking step. That's where all the doors unlock. You meet someone, you chit-chat, you talk to someone, you connect. They work on a project. Oh, shit. Dini Donnie was fucking awesome on that shoot I did. I'm going to hit him up and see if he wants to fucking do Dude, we should have Dini Donnie. So, I mean, congrats, bro. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really is. That's fucking huge. Like That's the, the... Number one goal when you're not in film, and you want to get in film. If you can get on set, dude, that's that's it. That's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you, dude. That's I remember my awesome. first. Keep killing it and good luck, bro. My first like G and E job, Grip and Electric, was uh, December of 2020. Uh, no, was it? Yeah, it was December of 2020, which is like I remember you were two really years ago about it. It was a feature and I was brought on only for like three days just as like set lighting. And is that the film that I shut down? Yep. That's the film that you shut down. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) So fucking funny, dude. Um, So yeah, I was only supposed to be on for like three days. And then um, they were like, oh, can you work all 18 days? And I was like, absolutely, I can. Absolutely, I can. Yeah. And I did. Ended up shutting that shit down too. I brought a fucking super spreader to set. That's so funny, dude. I love that story. That's crazy. I, it's man. it's and funny and I love it because that job was such a shit show. Like that production. Like everyone on the crew was sick. But like the director uh and the producers were all fucking Dog just shit. pieces of shit. Did I ever tell you what the director did? No. Some creeper shit. Did I what? tell you? No. Okay. So, you know, we're probably 10, 15 days in and, um, we had just gotten back from lunch and I noticed that the director was sitting alone with the COVID compliance officer, um, who's this like really nice girl. And like, that's like the only time, cause this was like in the heat of COVID. So like, that's the only time you have your mask off and shit. And so I just like noticed that and I was like, hmm, that's interesting that he's like having lunch with the COVID officer. Um, and so we go back to set and stuff and we're working and the director, you know, was walking past me and Joey, the gaffer. I totally just fucked that <laughs> COVID officer. <laughs> and he comes by and he's just like chatting with us real quick. And we're like, yeah, yeah, what's up? What's up? And he's like, just had lunch with the COVID officer. She's cute. Keep in mind, this guy has a family a wife and kids, they literally live in the house that we're shooting at. Like we see his wife and kid around on set and stuff. How old is he? Like, was this maybe like a daughter thing where he was like, oh, she's like sweetheart. Um, you'll, you'll be able to tell when I tell you the rest of the story. So then we're like, okay, cool. What's whatever. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, you know, we sat down to have lunch and I was like, oh, take your mask off. Right. And then, uh, and then he's like, and I was like, yeah, take the rest of it off too. <laughs> Straight up. Are you up. fucking kidding me, I swear me, to bro? God, dude. And then he like Damn. says it as a joke and then like, ha ha ha. And then like walks away and me and Joey are like, 
Bro, that's sexual harassment. Well, he I don't he didn't say that to her, but like oh, even just saying that he, about her he to was saying us, it to you guys, it's still that's still really so inappropriate. inappropriate. You're the yeah. director, man. You are the 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 hierarchy. The You're the authority. You're He's, the here. Yeah, you got to be trust. That's fucked up. Like dude. that's so uh, damn. And like, dude, I guarantee, and it's so funny because like me and Joey didn't really give him anything. Like we weren't like, no, fuck yeah, dude. We were just like. Huh. I guarantee he walked away and was like, why the fuck did I say that? Why the fuck did I just say that? And good, you should feel that way. I thought it was one of the boys. Oh, fuck, I thought I was one of the boys. (laughs) Fuck that covered officer. (laughs) I definitely just Um, Dude, I was like, that's unreal, bro. She was probably like, ugh. Yeah, and again, he didn't tell her, take it all off. But still, even still, yeah. Like I can only fucking You're not one assume of the boys, how like, creepy he was, and she felt during that fucking lunch. Poor girl. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And she's like, "That's the director. She has to just do whatever, be whatever he says, and do whatever he says to her." To him. <laughs> she has to, so man. She's the COVID good. officer. She's like not in any way involved in production. Um, no, he says action. She rolls. Yeah, she rolls over. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, that fucking production, man, was such a shit show. And then it's I'm like, so I just I got an down. email like last week from him to like the whole crew being like, hey guys, the movie's finished. We're showing it at this screening. If you're, whoever's interested in coming. And I nah. looked at it and I was like, ah, did you go? No, fuck no. Nice. I'm so glad I shut that shit down, dude. That was my whole plan. I know, dude. That's why I brought you in, dude. Yeah. Yep. That's why I brought me in, man. That's why I brought me in. (laughs) Dude, so funny because looking back, like I'm not used to waking up hella early. I always feel like, wait, man. I I always look like I feel a little like out of it when I wake up that early and I didn't eat breakfast and like feel a little off. Looking back, like I can totally pinpoint what was wrong about how I felt that morning that was not as typical as just waking up and being out of it. Come on, man. I'm talking to you, dude. On a podcast, man. Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to get the right window here. You've got it. It's there. I don't see the video, though. There's no video. It's just audio. No, it's a video. Oh, it's a video. Then you selected the oh, wrong Oh, there window. it is. Okay, beautiful. Anyways, what I was just saying was, it's funny now that I can look back and go, I now know if I felt that way again that it wouldn't be like i'd be like oh something's wrong i'm sick yeah you know what i mean but i was like no i kind of felt fine just like as the morning progressed i started to feel like a little bit ah this like sleepy lethargic kind of like just weirdness feeling that i'm feeling that i couldn't pinpoint was not going away and i'd been feeling like that for days no, that I it truly wasn't like that no, was like for sure. It's so funny, yeah. and I mean, yeah, that was still like you know, like only probably five months into COVID, and like the funniest thing too is that like we drove to set together. We were in my car for like a half an hour together, and like even shared vapes. Yeah, and I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, and like they sent me home after all that happened because they were like, "Yeah, you drove with him," and I was like. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, how about before you send me home, you should test me right now so we know because I've been in contact 
with everyone on set and he hasn't. So if I yeah. test positive, then we should test everyone else. And they were like, no, we think you should just go home and then like, we'll, we'll handle all that. And I was like, awesome. So I went all the way home, then like went to the park with Vinny and Lauren and then got a call from Joey. And then they were like, dude, they want you to come back and test. I was like, I fucking literally said that before I left that they should test me. Like well, now I have to drive all the way own? back there. And I was like, fine, I'll do that for everyone else on the crew, not for them. So I went right. back there, tested. I was literally just in my car, like parked in the street in front of the house and COVID officer came out and tested me and stuff. And I was waiting there like 15 minutes for the results. And like the crew was like walking past and they were like, James. And I was like, uh. yeah, negative. I wonder, I don't remember now anymore because I just don't really keep up with it. But could you spread COVID even if you were not able to test positive yet, but if you had? I believe you, so. Or a Got you. Because yeah. uh, you're contagious even before you show symptoms. Right, 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 right. So there you go. And But you never did get sick. No, I never got it from you that time. So I didn't give anyone COVID. No. Except me. Except you. I never even went on set. Yeah, I know. But it's because so, I drove with you in the car. That's right. So that's, that's what right. the whole thing yeah. is, yeah. But, but if you tested negative, they, they just kept going the next day, right? Because you tested negative? Um, I think that that was actually the last day. That was like the 18th day. It was anyways. the last day. But they ended up having Oh, to because do I showed up the first day. Yeah, you showed up the first day and, and they I didn't have work. a test for you. And then, so you couldn't even work. And yeah. I remember that day I kept like talking to the fucking line producer who was a bitch. A, yeah. She was a bitch. Like a literally. Bitch, huh? Um, and I And I like told her, I was like, uh, he's on the call sheet. He showed up ready to work. Like he's not able to work because you didn't have a test for him. He deserves to get paid for that because mm -hmm. he showed up ready to work. And she, yeah. she looked at me and she's like, do you know what kind of, do you know what this production is? Like, do you know what kind of production this is? And I was like, you were ready to pay me for that day anyways. And I was like, bitch. and I was like, yeah, I do. That doesn't change the fact that he deserves to get paid. Because he could have worked today, but he booked this day, and now he can't yeah. pay. He could have booked another day. Obviously, you weren't going to book another day, but like the idea of it, you know what I mean? Do other things. I still work another way in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then and then I shut the whole fucking thing down by having COVID the next day, and then that was off the table. And then I stopped arguing that you should get paid. Right. Look, you guys fucked me. Anyways, we've got one more caller before we wrap it up today. That's right, guys. Let's listen to this caller. Let's get this going. Hi, James and Clay. My hey, name's Tony. Aaron, and hope you both had a fun Halloween. Uh, Kib, uh, I've been uh, watching your content since back when you made Minecraft videos, and I'm loving the music. Uh, if you ever brought Whales Talk to Michigan, I would try and come and see you live. James, Three Kings was killer. On Thank top you, of bro. the finished product... I really enjoyed listening to you share pieces of your creative work as well as your excitement here on the podcast. And from it, it actually inspired me to start working on a uh, horror novel of my own. That's I awesome. included Go. a link to the first chapter in the email that I sent you. And if you have a moment outside of the podcast, I would very much appreciate it if bo the both of you could read it and let me know what you think. I'd love but to. Absolutely, the question man. that I bring to the two of you 
is what is the character or storytelling trope in horror? It doesn't even have to be horror. It can be just storytelling. But the character or story trope that you dislike the most. Like, the thing that when you're watching a movie or reading a book, um, you're like, oh, easily I would have done this instead and avoided the entire problem. Or... Uh, just something that you've seen used too many times over and over. Like, what, what is something where you're like, okay, I've seen it too many times. Let's come up with something Take new and creative. But, yeah, that's my question, and keep being awesome. Love you, man. Thank you for the kind you're words, awesome. dude. I'm proud of you. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. Man. Oh, shit. Shit. What, dude? I just... Did you not? Hold on. Share the stream again. Uh. It's okay. It's picked up a window. Cool. The crop should still be there. It's there. Okay. So um, that's a great question, my dude. Um, yeah. First of all, congrats on starting to write a novel, man. That's fucking sick. And congrats, we'll definitely brother. check that out. Um, I'd love to. Great question. Um, so I have a few um, tropes like that that I hate and I'm over. Um, one is uh, over exposition. So like, yeah. for example, Lauren and I just watched It Follows the other day. And the thing that I think makes that movie so perfect is that they don't over explain anything. You know, mm -hmm. you don't know anything about, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen It Follows, you should go see It Follows, um, about the the monster, the the entity that's following them. We don't know what this thing is other than what it does. We only know what it does and only to an extent that like the amount that we need to know in order for the story to progress, you know, like it passes from person to person when they have sex and then it kills it or it pursues that person until it catches them or they pass it on to someone else and then it keeps moving down the line. So like we don't know anything about it, what it actually is, where it comes from, how it started, anything like that. And by not knowing those things, that's what makes it so scary because it leaves that up to the imagination of the audience, which is huge. And not trying to compare, you know, Three Kings to It Follows or anything, but that's why I didn't want to show what they see in the mirror in Three Kings. I wanted to leave that up to the imagination because that's 10 times more scarier than actually showing something because like, you know, the entire time that you're building this up, um, and you're not showing it or telling people what it is, the audience is already coming up with their own ideas and their own visuals, right? So then when you do show it, like most of the time it's not gonna land because mm -hmm. people have already imagined what they think it is and that's usually scarier or better. And so when you actually show it and it doesn't live up to that in their own imagination, it's not gonna stick the landing. Um, so, and we see so much in like, mainstream shit and like blockbuster shit and like studio stuff where it's like they don't have the confidence to like take the risk of that mm -hmm. um so then they'll explain it away with like a scene of exposition or something where they're like explaining too much about it so it takes away the mystery and and the suspense of it and it doesn't stick the landing because it's like not good um mm -hmm. so that's one of them another one is like unreasonable plot armor for the main characters and a good example of that is Game of Thrones. Um, there are, especially like in the later seasons, like for example, like the Battle of Winterfell um, in season eight, it's the big battle that the entire show has been building up to, 
the armies of humans versus the white walkers and their army of the dead. Right. And we've seen so many times how fucking deadly this, these fuck this army of the dead is and the white workers are like, and how easy it is for like characters to get overwhelmed and shit like that. And then there's this one fucking scene. Cause there's like so many main characters that are there at Winterfell, like part of this battle. And you know, some of them are going to die and some of them do die. But then there are like the bigger main characters like fucking Jamie and Brienne and John and like other ones like that, that, you know, like aren't going to die, but you're still like, there's a chance they might because this is the big battle. And there's like this fucking sweeping shot, like through the main part of Winterfell, just everyone getting overrun and like Brienne and Jamie are like up against the wall, like, ah, ah, and I'm like, dude, there's each of them has a hundred fucking white walkers around yeah. them dead. But dead. that's, you know, that's the plot armor of like those characters where it, and then that takes away like the stakes and it takes away like the suspense and everything. Cause you're like, well, but you've already established that like major characters can die in this show, but now you're like relying on plot armor. So that shit's annoying. Like obviously, yeah. you know, the main characters are going to have a certain level of plot armor, but I think that, then you need to like balance that with like what the stakes actually are. Um, and so like, if you don't want the plot armor to seem too like cheap, then don't put them in these situations like that, where there's, they're going to die because we've seen other characters die in that way that are arguably, you know, just as good of warriors or whatever. Um, so don't put them in that situation, put them in a different situation, write it better. I would say mine is specifically with horror and it drives me fucking crazy. Even in great horror movies like Barbarian um, that I just saw, which is fucking phenomenal. It's, it's that fucking trope of no, don't go in there. And they go in there. It's a decision-making thing where they have this, they they decide to go into this terrible, terrifying uh, situation. They put themselves in when nobody would do that every time. Obviously when she gets out, and, and then, then she goes back in. Yeah. And then the, the homeless yeah. guy's there and it's like, don't fucking go back in there. And she's like, and when she goes to save the guy, sorry, I'm leaving and calling the cops. You know what I mean? Obviously you got to find a creative way to keep the story moving forward. And I understand that, but there's no 0% accuracy to someone going, going back in that situation or yeah. going down that dark hallway when they just heard something or something terrible happened. Now we've got context that shows the situation's fucked. Even if they're unsure of exactly what it is, they get that bad gut feeling. Your gut would never, ever allow you to put yourself back into a situation or f- further into that, to that terrible situation or that mm-hmm. scary situation or the situation of the unknown, like especially in Barbarian, where like she already knows that it's a fucking uh, like a, a, a trigger word. Like it looked like a rape room. Like there was a bed in there with blood on it and a blood handprint on the wall and a camera in there. And this is in a dungeon with a fucking door that opened up a secret door. And for her to even go down there in the first place after she was like checking with light and stuff like that. And she heard something down there. When you heard something down there, that eliminates you going down there at all. And you call the cops. So let alone she goes against her gut. She goes down the dark room after shining light in it, right? We already wouldn't do that. She sees rape room. Excuse my language. Um, At that moment, you're running the fuck out of there. She heard someone down there. She saw rape room. 
and she still decides after the guy goes down to go back down after him down an even further deep dark tunnel of stairs like you got to find a more creative way to to get that person further in the story to get that person to go down there uh, so it, it can be as simple as she like say say she makes it to rape room i gotta stop calling it that say she makes it to that room which is already sort of unrealistic but curiosity killed the cat i get that say we get to that room she drops something important in there like her fucking phone right and then we find her phone and she stepped on it and it's broken or something like there's there's ways to simply mm -hmm. give the person incentive rather than just i'm gonna yeah. like and i love that movie i don't have a single complaint with it but if i were to nitpick i have a complaint um, that's a, that's a that's a trope in horror films that drives everybody crazy you're like what the fuck what are you doing mm -hmm. like and that's fun to go question their their logic and stuff like that. But I think that there's creative ways where like you can add incentive or a reason sure. or, you know, uh, force someone to have to go do something rather than just they feel like it. Yeah. You no, know, I agree like, 100%. Yeah. That's my number that's mm -hmm. my number one with horror for sure. Yeah, you have you to know? you have to build that better so that the payoff yeah. makes more sense so that you're not questioning wait, why the fuck did she go back in there? knowing that it cheapens things because you're like oh well should, for this movie to continue they have to go in there. yeah like so they're it, just gonna it, it make comes her off go in as there. like um a character here's actually one of the most important things i've ever learned when it comes to writing um you know you you take the time to develop your characters for a reason and the mo the most important thing is that that character needs to act and operate um, from their own motivations as that character versus just furthering the plot. I will say they they added some character to her character backstory to her and personality to her that that it leans her going in more than 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 nothing at all. It still wasn't enough in my opinion, but her staying in that house at all and her showing up and then, you know, during the day seeing the neighborhood and, and the homeless guy, like, and her still deciding to stay there and, and take all these risks with this stranger. And, you know, so there is some character backstory to her that leads you to believe that she's maybe a little bit reckless. Um, like even her driving, you know, five hours for a job interview that she might not get, like that's, you know what I mean? So they're, they're, they did build some like recklessness to her, but like when your life's in danger, when it, when it gets to that point, that's where that doesn't hold up as enough for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it could be literally as simple as like, okay, get her to that room, that first room where you're like, holy fuck. And she drops her phone and she leaves, right? And then fucking comes back and her phone's broken and then the door's locked and then she's stuck down there and then you know hours go by where maybe she comes to a realization that like okay i'm in no immediate danger this has been here for god knows how long and it's sketch but maybe then she could explore a little more it just it builds the like it earns her recklessness a little more mm -hmm. um you know yeah for I should sure. be, I'm an ideas guy, man. Get me in the room just to give ideas. Cause then somebody's like, that's a great idea. Or they take my idea, then they spin off it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, get me in the writer's room. That's yeah, all man. I'm saying. Absolutely. You know, creative solutions. Guys, thank you so much for watching today's episode of Beyond the Pine. Thank you for calling in. I hope you enjoyed our TikTok segment. We're going to get some bangers because we have, James and I sat up till three in the morning laughing, crying at TikToks. <laughs> and, you know, we've had some we can't show you, um, admittedly, but um, some we will show you. And we love you. And we'll see you next week. <coughs>
Hadouken. That really hurt my fucking throat saying Hadouken while I was sneezing. 